This is Simon Torres, Arsenal supporter of Charm City Gooners. You are listening to DU Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that it could be worse. You're goddamn right you are. You're listening to the fucking DU Football Show, and it could be worse, like being a Chelsea supporter. He, much like you, are thanking your lucky stars right now. You're on your knees, praying to Jeebus, going, Dear Lord, thank God we didn't fall into fucking mediocrity. Absolutely fine. Uh, you know what? The Malort's put away. Now we got six weeks of fun. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort. Straight and short, Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the cup winner, Samuel Graham. <laughs> he is the new, <laughs> newly found religious man, <laughs> Samuel Graham, because all your prayers have been answered. That is right. Not all of them. Most of them, though. You were dangerously close to mediocrity. You know how dangerously close to mediocrity you were. Yes. Oh, you were about, to be, you were about to be one of us, right in the middle of the table <laughs> with no money and, nothing, <laughs> yeah. and remembering the good old days. <laughs> no, no tournament next season. Yeah, all yeah, of those things. All of those things almost happened, but then uh, the referee then called the did. game. The referee called the game your way. You got lucky and won. Woo-hoo! For once. We're recording at Studio H just outside the nation's gap. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with all your footballing friends. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. You can get in touch with us on all the social medias uh, at Do You Football Show. Um, and then do you football show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Fantastic. Which we did have a couple that were pretty funny. Yeah. Had some, um, had some great emails, had some great great banter on the closed page, on yeah, the DUFC page. Definitely. One from our boy John uh, that was just sent to us just before we uh, started to record. Um, it said the only time that they will be there, uh, and it was a picture um, that ESPN shared. Uh, and I'm trying to get it to load because I don't remember what it said. It said with AFC Bournemouth getting relegated, Arsenal will start next season top of the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's always yeah. been AFC Bournemouth up top, never uh, right. never Arsenal. Because obviously before a ball is kicked, the league table just reads in alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. <laughs> and surprisingly, right in the middle of the table is Everton. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy going to take a break from the gin and the rum, and we're going to go back to our beloved whiskey with another top 20 whiskey winner from 2019. Yes, so we've got the Bardstown uh, Bourbon Company Fusion Series number one. This was number 11 on the top 20. This is a blend of three different whiskeys that they have. 40% of uh, Kentucky, which it just says Kentucky, so I assume that's sourced. 12-year-old juice mash bill with 74% corn, 18% rye, and 8% malted barley. Um, the second whiskey in it was 18% of the Bardstown Bourbon Company three-year-old juice that they produced, 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. 
And then there's a 42% cut of their own stuff again. A two-year-old, this says two years and 10 months. Legally, they can only rate in years. Corn, 60%. Rye, 36%. Malted barley, 4%. So clearly, they're making uh, both weeders and ryes at the Bardstown Distillery. If you're not familiar with who the Bardstown Distillery is, this is the guys who make Willet. And when they say they do source a lot of their stuff, some of it was old barrels left over from the old distillery itself because a lot of these distilleries closed down. And when they closed down, guess what they still had in their warehouses? Whiskey. Fucking whiskey. Uh, That's a lot of the orphan barrel stuff that you saw from uh, Diageo is from the old Setzer Weller distilleries and stuff like that, barrels that they they bought that they only had one or two of, so you can't really produce a long-running whiskey with that, but you can produce some fun one-offs. And that's kind of what uh, Willett, well, Bardstown and Kentucky bourbon distillers in general was doing. Uh, When they say that they're sourcing something from Kentucky, it's likely the Bowman Distillery, but it could be just about anybody. Heck, I mean, even... Heaven Hill. Well, Yeah, Heaven Hill, definitely. And for a short while there, too, you had, who was it? Uh, High West was getting their stuff from Four Roses. And a lot of instances, what it is is, the distilleries just don't want it to be known that they're selling their juice, but everybody sells juice to everybody else. Cause sometimes you just need to pay the fucking bills. Yeah. There's also just, you know, whiskey takes a long time to age. Yeah. And somebody may have too much six year old sitting around. They can't sell enough of it. So they farm it out to other people. Did you say what the proof and price on this? Not yet. Uh, actually forgot to write the proof down. If you oh, could okay. take a little, we look at that. I believe it's 49.9. 49.45, so uh, 98 close. proof. 98 proof. 98.9 proof. Yes. <laughs> Very good. 98.9 proof. Um, 49.99 to 52.99 on the shelf. Ah, there we go. Excellent. Yep. I was going back and to remember, see remember, yes. To drink this lovely whiskey responsibly. Ah. Now, did you notice that on your notes, too? Now that it's not in cap locks, you'll remember to say it. I <laughs> uh, did not notice it. No. Yeah, of course not, because you never read my notes. No, you just had a little wry smile on, so I, it hit me. You're like, <laughs> oh, perhaps I should read this. All right, well then, kids, let's have a great show. Have a good show, everybody. Good luck. Before I get blue balls, come on. <laughs> I got a rager, and I need to let it out. <laughs> well, we're going to start with the, uh, well, there was a couple other games this week, but we're going to start with the only game in the Premier League, not technically not the Premier League, but the FA Cup. Yes. We had a London Derby at Wembley. Yes. And we while did. there was nobody in attendance, it still had the intensity of an old school FA Cup London Derby match. It's fantastic. Arsenal 2, Chelsea 1. Sammy, go ahead, just spew it everywhere. So I didn't, I, I only printed out. Well, you printed out my predictions from the beginning of the season. Got it. Part of the reason that I didn't have any other notes because the only thing that I wrote down for this game was just magic. And I didn't want to waste a piece of paper for magic. Heard. (laughs) This was off to a horrible start. Quick (laughs) Um, quick goal from Christian Christian Pulisic, Pulisic, the uh, American. uh, We were talking about it. We were were in my garage and, um, and talking about it. They didn't have... There was nothing anyone could have really done about it. It was a weird deflection, fell to Giroud, good little flick. They defended properly. Christian Pulisic just sidestepped them very well yeah. and then uh, found the finish. It Keep, was Keeper got wide, got yeah, low, did exactly what he was supposed quickly, to do. Yeah. Pulisic but, put it over top of his 
his, his right going side. away shoulder because yeah. he was going left because that's kind of what you're going to do. You kind of hopefully guess where they're going and he put it back in the opposite direction where you're not going to get to it. That exactly. Per- it was just, it was what- perfectly hit ball. Yeah, it was, it was very well done. And that obviously was, was detrimental at, at first. Yeah. Scared to death. For the next twelve minutes or so, yeah, up until about the first fifteen minutes, it was all Chelsea, yeah, and it looked like they were going to score again. Absolutely, it really. Emmy like they Martinez were score came again. up huge. Nice to see him getting quite emotional after the game as mm-hmm. well. Um, he came to London from Argentina on his own as a seventeen-year-old. No shit. Um, when Arsenal signed him, nobody came with him, and he even said uh, in the in the post match that it was like I don't need this to show my family that the sacrifice has been worth it, but it's nice to be vindicated. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And he was just very emotional. Ten years. Um, and being second, mostly third fiddle over those ten years. Yeah. To being thrust into this, the pandemic, and then being thrust into being a number one two games after the restart um, and ending with some silverware and now giving Mikel Arteta big headache uh, uh, for the beginning of the season. Oh, you got a great problem to worry about Absolutely, next year. is which one of two fantastic goalkeepers do we put between the sticks? I mean, many would say it was like the uh, days of old uh, Walton Fabianski, except for they both sucked balls. They didn't, though. At the time, they did. But they turned out to be good goalkeepers. Uh, well, well, actually, hold on. Walt likes to smoke a cigarette. In the shower. <laughs> yes. Constantly. At Southampton. I'm surprised he isn't doing it while he was on the pitch. Yeah, right. And he had this whole thing with bobbling uh, saves against uh, Birmingham City in a League Cup final that just went horrifically wrong, right? We remember that, I don't remember we? that. that yeah, was, we do, don't we? I want to say that was 2011 for some reason. Obama Yang doing what Obama Yang does. Yes. Two goals... In a key, key match, unlike Terry Henry, who never scored any important goals. Here we go. He scored a lot of them, but never any important ones. Here we go. <laughs> we wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for Terry Henry back in the day. Um, after that initial 12 minutes uh, or so, 15 minutes, Arsenal really grew into the game, and Chelsea never wrestled it back from us. No. Um, it, despite who they had on the pitch, they never really wrestled it back from us. I didn't feel any sort of nerves after that really i mean there there was a save here or there for martinez but they were all routine yeah um the penalty i think was a penalty mm-hmm. um, oh the penalty was definitely a penalty. everybody's saying that that Aubameyang wasn't even running towards the balls because he was being drugged by his shoulder yeah he was you know? being pulled the other direction yeah, but it was it was definitely a penalty it's very easy to drag somebody running at full pilt and get them off balance. also if somebody puts their arm around you and starts to pull you down and you know you're inside the box a hundred out of a hundred strikers are going, are going fucking down. hundred percent. You're going and, um, fucking down. Gave the referee something to think about. Referee made the right call. VAR upheld the right call. Yeah. Um, wonderful penalty. Struck very, very well. Um, Willie Caballero got the start for Chelsea, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, just before that penalty, also, Pepe, remember, had a goal ruled out. Yeah. Uh, was offside in Definitely the build-up. Definitely was offside, yeah. yeah. Um, so VAR got that spot on. Obviously, in the moment, fuck you, VAR. Yeah. <laughs> and from, with my rose-tinted glasses, you know what I mean? But, of course. And then Aubameyang, uh, not long after that, um, sidestepped Kurt Zoom, I think it was. Uh, later on, yeah. Second half. Oh, it was second half. Yeah, it was it? second half. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember such a blur. I'm so happy. Uh, so there was Cubans just, and whiskey and, yeah, and cheap a, Mexican beer and wings stuff. and... 
Um, Everything. And uh, and Aubameyang just just made him look like he wasn't there. Were you perhaps in the moment straight catching feeling, Joe? I was straight catching feeling, Joe. <laughs> uh, and then dinked over with his off foot as well. His left foot just dinked over Willy Caballero for a lovely, lovely finish. Oh, it was a gorgeous finish. Uh, and a deserved win for the Arsenal. Um, the red card, I don't think really changed the game too much because I don't think that Chelsea really had a foothold in the game, in my opinion. I, I was about to come on to that. So Kovacic gets uh, a second booking and gets sent quick, off. Quick succession, yeah. the two bookings. The, um, the, the second one can be questioned as soft. It was I, Looking back at the replays now, not from when we saw it live, but looking back on it, it was a little soft, but I would say don't put yourself in that position. If right. you've just gotten a yellow card, do not put yourself in the position where the ref is forced to make a fucking decision. Exactly. Because he's going to make the fucking decision. We, we've talked about that the whole time, the whole season, and, and even last year doing the show. If you give the ref a, de- a decision to make, oftentimes, to, because they, those people have egos also, they will make the decision to make sure they're written into the headlines. Well, and it, to couple that, we were talking about it uh, as we were watching the match together. Early on, <clears throat> there was a lot of fouling in the middle of the pitch, and Mason Mount saw a yellow card for a foul that, frankly, wasn't even a foul, let alone a yeah, yellow it, card. It was a culmination, but, as you said but it was a time. Yeah, it yep. was a culmination of the fact that, frankly, Chelsea, when they were starting to get bossed in the midfield, started just recklessly fouling. And that was, he set the precedent. Stop doing stupid fouls in the middle of the field. Yep. Kovacic does two fouls in the middle of the fucking field. Like, right, like, like a minute apart. Clearly, you you need to get a feel of what the ref has got going on. Yeah. And you need to think in that moment, and you need to be smart, especially right after you just got booked. Don't get fucking booked again. Yeah. And, and like I said, we we had we were bossing the game at that point. So I don't really feel like that changed the game necessarily. It wasn't like they were pressing, you know, and then he gets sent off and then they go on the back foot. I feel like we were still in control of the game while he was on the field. And then we just remained in control of the game because they were down to 10 men. Uh, maybe it's a, a a difference because of youth, but a refreshing change. Lampart, unlike normal old veteran jaded managers who would blame the ref on that, just went, the red card doesn't mean a damn thing. The boys didn't play today. He he said, the boys didn't have it today. They got beat. Yep. We nev- After we scored that first goal, we never pushed the match. We let the match come to us. We deserve to lose. Like, I uh, heard him do that in his post-presser. I'm like... Oh, it's because he's a new manager. He's okay with being well, I, honest. I was just about to say. Because Jose would have been ripping apart the refs for that. Both. It seems like um, both Arteta and Frank Lampard are both cut from that cloth. Where Arteta's been very open. And, and maybe this is just, again, like you say, new, being a new manager and not right. really jaded yet or or trying to deflect or what have you. Cover your own ass. Right. But he's like, yeah, I need the board to back me. We we have players that we've identified that we want. We have we're trying to build something here, but I need the board to back me, and I don't know if they're going to have the money to. Right. We may just have to make do with what we have. Right. And also with what he's but saying that publicly. Yeah, that's that's, that's a bold move. Absolutely, it is, especially for a brand new boss, a first time boss. Well, and he's also talked about the type of style of football that he wants to bring to Arsenal Football Club, mm-hmm. and it showed uh, in this match in the FA Cup. Match Absolutely. Too. Just because you go down doesn't mean the game's over. Like, 100%. If this was Wenger's arsenal, you would have lost that game too now. Yep. 
It, it, that, that quick goal, it would have been oh, over. No, no. We would have lost 3-1, I think. Because we'd have came back and given ourselves hope. And then we would have gotten kicked and in the then, nuts again. And then ripped the old guts yeah. out. <laughs> Kick them in the ding-ding. Exactly. Right in the ting-ting. Ting-ting. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the, the, it, it's, <laughs> what Arteta has said is, okay, well then, today we showed that. We haven't showed that every time. A perfect example would be in the Premier League season when they lost to Villa 1-0. He came out and said, Villa wanted this game more. Villa deserved to win this game. Yep. We need to, when we don't have something to play for, play like we have something to play for. I'm for this. I'm for the managers being more honest. I think it adheres them to the fans. You're not calling out a player. You're calling out the collective unit work of the team. Absolutely. And when you hear your manager echo what you can see on the screen mm-hmm. as you're watching, you know, hopefully at one point we'll be able to be back in the stadium and watching it. Right. But to hear him echo that, right? Is a big deal because that hasn't been the case. He sees what we see. He's trying to fix it. I have faith in him. Instead instead of, bang her out, bang her out, bang her out. Well, yeah, but you you get out. uh, How many times have we we as Arsenal fans heard the line, right? Uh, I I saw the the boys showed a great great character um, and the spirit is good in the team. But, mate, we play like shit, right? Like, I don't want to hear that bullshit. I really don't. Effort, Tell, effort wasn't there today. Yeah. We're going to go back to the training pitch and, and fix we're gonna, it. And we're going to look better next and week. And fucking fix it. Yeah. And that was the thing that got annoying is it was these prepared, ready responses that he said every goddamn week. And it was just, it it ran its course. Yeah. As much as I love the man for, for everything he did for the club, that had run its course. Unai Emery couldn't speak English. So who knew? Obviously, the team didn't get it. Right. <laughs> So then we move on now to Arteta, and and it's been brilliant. There's a whole different feeling within the club now. There's been um, mistakes, but that's to be expected because this absolutely. team was mistake-ridden. And and then even just being gracious, right? He said, I've talked to Wenger in the build-up to this game, in the post-match. He was like, I talked to Arsene Wenger, who, who's lifted this trophy more than any other manager. And he said, that it, you know, speaking to, to him about this and, and what the occasion is and how, you know, to deal with not having fans there and everything else. And he, he was a great support. And then he also made mention and gave thanks and praise to Pep. So mm-hmm. it seems like for, for teaching him how to be a boss. Right. And it, it, it seems like that he's he's got his feet firmly on the ground. He's got a good head about him. He's saying the right things. He's making the right noises. The team looks like they're responding to him. And that general good feeling will hopefully result in Aubameyang signing an extension. Yeah, you well, hope. Well, also, with that's a number one, because then you can use that as make weight in further transfers, right? Right. Hey, Partey, you want to? You can play with Aubameyang, right? Precisely. You know what I mean? That play, those big names that that is part of the draw, especially for players that aren't going to grab the headlines. We're playing in Europe. We've got a chance of getting the Champions League. We got a great young manager, hundred percent, who comes cut from the. The cloth of Tikitaka, fucking Pep Guardiola. Yep. This will be a great team, and it will be beautiful football to play. It and won't be boring ash Jose football across the street in North London. You know, right? And you also get the the you know you're going to be a, a very important player because we just re-signed David Luiz to a year. So mm-hmm. you're you as a defensive midfielder are going to be a great focus for us this season, right? <laughs> and oh, and hey, by the way, youth, we play you. We yeah. Believe. Uh, 
unlike unlike the Arsenal of old, we're going to play our youth. We're going to give them the opportunity. We're going to give you guys a chance to play. And it's I with Arteta, it's a bit of a pat on the back just in in general. But let's look at his playing career. Come on, it's was Everton and Arsenal, and he was always a well respected, nose to the grindstone, good fuck player. The first time either one of them had either uh, either of them had lost the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. By the way, oh really, Arteta? When you all lost to Portsmouth, I think it was. Who were you in the final against? Uh, Manchester United. Uh, no, United. no, no, no. We lost to United. We we beat United in the semis. We lost to Chelsea. That was the first year I got into uh, Everton Ar- as a club. Arteta was hurt. So yeah. he technically never lost an FA Cup never final. Never lost an FA Cup final. <laughs> yeah, Very that good. That he took part in. He came and won two with us. <laughs> uh, Frank Lampard had been involved in four finals and won four uh, in was, his time. Pompey was 2011 and they lost. No, Pompey won one. Oh, they, maybe 2008 Pompey won okay. one. When Harry Redknapp was in charge. When they went down, they lost one. That That's the one they I lost. I think that's true, yeah. Yeah, that was the one that they lost. But anyway, it's going on like uh, a little too much here on this. But big question. How badly did Arsenal Football Club need this fucking cup? So I, with the honesty that Arteta has been displaying in the media that we've been harking on for the last five minutes it no longer feels to me like this is remember what we said last week the joke i made is this is the liquid paper Mm -hmm. what we're about to do the noises that he's making make me believe that he sees that this everything's still not okay right we absolutely needed it because we needed the money number one we needed european football to attract even a mediocre player (laughs) right to the europa league but we may be able to get somebody, a young, very good player, to buy into the promise of, look where we are now. You can make us turn the corner, mm-hmm. right? So we we, it was massively important. And as long as he still believes, as long as he still acts the way he's acting currently, and doesn't say, oh yeah, yeah we're, I mean, look what we did. We won the FA Cup, but we don't really need that much. Yeah. But that you know, he's saying. Things still aren't okay. There's, we're still in a rebuild. We still need more stuff. He's saying all the right things that I want to hear that make me believe that he doesn't think that this isn't papering over the cracks. I, you know what I mean? This was a step in the process for him, and that's brilliant. And just to, to get that mentality into the squad, to get over the line, they're going to take so much confidence from this and hopefully start the season really, really well. Now, I've... I bust balls, but I mean, I I honestly say this: Do you realize how dangerously close your club was to mediocrity with not 100%, winning? One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Because your ownership was not going to spend the money. You would be, you you literally would be one of us. You would be, you know, Wolves, Everton, Leicester, the Blades, like fighting for fucking Europe every year because the money would not fucking be no, there. No, it absolutely wouldn't be there, especially with no fans. We have one of the biggest grounds in England. It costs us a lot of money to put games mm-hmm. on there and nothing and for- coming in. Fortunately, <laughs> paid for. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm just the saying, big thing. It's but there's no revenue for. coming in and we've got fucking Mesut Ozil sitting playing Fortnite every goddamn day for £350,000 a week. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? So we're just hemorrhaging money for no reason on top of all that. I, I just, I love what's what's being said. Right, and it seems like he's taking a holistic, rational approach to what's going on, and actually looking at the situation, and not trying to just be a PR guy. 
You know what I mean? And that I could take a lot of fucking credit with. You call me on the first day of the month and go, how did the month finish for you? Mm-hmm. And if it was good, if I actually sold shit that I needed to sell, that I did stuff properly, I'm like, no, great end of month. I was set up nicely for the final day. I made it happen. Sometimes I'd look at you and go, I'm a whore. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because you sold, you, you sold yourself to fucking hit a number. To hit a number, yeah. I'm a whore. My knees still hurt from yesterday. <laughs> hurt. And Arteta is being the honest bloke. He set himself up nicely, and he's using it as a step in the process, not a an example of how great it's going. Heard. Now, Sam, I'd like to finish with a little song for you. Okay. Here he comes with a treat and a smile. Mikel Arteta is a... See what I did there? Because he's gonna have Rude. kids to do it. Do Rude. Like, <laughs> you, you, you like that? Rude. Beat. That was strong. That was really strong. I like it? how you added in like a rat a tat tat in his name too. <laughs> Artateta. <laughs> well, you gotta make it. You know, yeah, you make it jazzy. You gotta make it swing, cat. <laughs> gotta make it swing. Oh, but I'm surprised you don't have a fedora on. Heard. <laughs> they done gone fucked it up, Sammy. They done gone fucked it up. The KSI PFA have officially withdrawn their bid for Newcastle United. <sighs> Sorry, Alan, Keith, <laughs> all of you. You're not allowed to have nice things. They're just, no. Um, you're, you're a great fan base. You love your club. You're just getting pissed on. Mike Ashley is standing over top of you, peeing on you. I hope you're enjoying it. The, the other thing is, so we... Another podcast we listen to is called The Luke and Pete Show. Yes. And uh, part of some of the jibber-jabber that they talk about is they were saying that modern-day any modern day politics, modern-day business, whatever, makes a mockery out of all of us, right? right. If you're really hungry, you're still going to go to Chick-fil-A despite their stance on L- L- uh, LBGTQ. Yes. Plus. The... <clears throat> You, I bought tickets from Live Nation within the last year. Oh, absolutely. The well, same Saudi investment fund owns Live Nation now. <laughs> right? Yeah. So while we can say, yes, this is a win for human rights and all that kind of shit, because the Saudis didn't take it over, is it really? Yeah. I was going to say, is it really a win for human rights or... Was it just the fact that the Premier League... Was it a League, win for anti-piracy? Well, was well, it? Just, what was it? Did the Premier League just drag their fucking feet? Well, but I, like, I feel like they did, did they, it purposely. Yeah, that they just... That they went, if we ignore this long enough and don't take a stance, they'll go away on their own. Right. That's and they exactly did. That's exactly what it felt they, like. They walked away from 17 million pounds. Yeah. Mike Asley, non-refundable deposit. Yes. Made 17 million off this. For doing fuck all. Hey, they got a third string goalkeeper out of it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's god. So fucking terrible. The um and I and I can't the business savvy of that man is absolutely ridiculous. I, I gotta tell you, I can not for I I can't blame the fans. They've actually uh created a petition to question whether the Premier League's handling of the takeover uh, and the owner and director's investigation specifically was up to par. I yes, I can understand that stance. Yeah, yeah, it's completely justifiable. It's absolutely one hundred. Just given what we know, okay. Just given what we know about it, and these deals, obviously, not everything is handled in the public eye in, in these sorts of things. 
like we've already mentioned, these people are likely bad people. That's okay. Do not tell me for a second, Abramovich, who is the owner of fucking Chelsea, does not have a trail of fucking bodies into the money that he made, uh, sorry, allegedly, made in his, <laughs> yes, as a Russian over. oligarch. And, and oh, by the way, newsflash, he owned the fucking Brooklyn Nets for a while there, too. I mean, he's... The uh, the views expressed within the DU Football Show do not necessarily reflect those of the host individually. <laughs> uh, and the yeah. podcast does not stand behind them at all. Last week, and I quote, fuck them, we are... The three of us, the three of us cunts are this show. I believe was the exact quote you said last week. Allegedly. I don't remember that at all. Allegedly. Off. Allegedly, yeah, I don't. I don't know what he's talking I'd about. Like I'll to check the tape die. though for you. <laughs> All right, hey, I'd like to continue living. Hey, producer Mel, I uh, I don't have life insurance and I'm unemployed. You probably want to keep me around for a little while until I change those things. Understood? I mean, I got Vitaly's number. Hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't play at the weekend. Sad. All right, so uh, apparently the Ruben the Ruben brothers today came out and actually hinted they still want to be apart. Yes, they have hinted that the deal may not be dead. And uh, Stavely, uh, Amanda Stavely, has been meeting with uh, Newcastle United, and apparently Henry Marius, who is the television owner in in Florida, apparently yeah. is still interested in purchasing the club. But Mike Ashley, Rosa. that that fucking prick. I should put the bear head on. That fucking prick went, oh yeah, now it's 350 million. You already said yes to 300 million. What? Mm. He's, yeah. he's going to come out after this. He's going to, mark my words, going to come out in an interview, talk about, while they may hate me, they don't know I secretly saved the club from terrorists. Exactly. And I'm a good human <laughs> being and I deserve the Nobel Peace Prize, fuckers. My balls. I'm going to go puke in a fucking fireplace. Yeah. That is exactly what fucking Ashley's going to do. 100%. The, Are you um, kidding me? Yeah. This whole thing is, is strange. We said it at the beginning. It dragged out a lot longer and got a lot further in the process, allegedly, than it normally does. <laughs> but we said it at the beginning. This wasn't going to fucking happen. And it didn't fucking happen. This was an absolute fucking disaster. It was a shit and, show. And frankly, now remember, dumpster fire, shit shows Manchester United. True. Uh, this was, frankly, fr- frankly, Sam, I dare say, an embarrassment for the Premier League and all parties involved. I don't blame the fans. The fans just want their club to be better. But... Ashley's a fucking cocksucker. 100% he is. The Premier League are a bunch of fucking cowards for not addressing the situation. Do you think that situation. $17 million deposit's going to go towards a player? Fuck no. It went Come in on. his fucking pocket. Went right in his pocket. Went to pay the Belgians tax bill that he fucked up with Sports Direct. Yeah. It, the guy's a businessman. I mean, it's and, disgusting. And it's, he's, it's he's frankly a, disgusting. He's a cutthroat businessman. If he was in this country, he'd be praised to the hilt. Mm-hmm. You know? But he's not in this country, so he's a fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that seventeen million uh, deposit. Now that he rose the price of the club to three fifty, is going to be a twenty million dollar deposit or twenty million pound deposit. Maybe a little more than that. And he'll fuck that off so he can get another twenty million. Exactly, and it'll be some like physical because the billionaire TV guy in Florida has coronavirus, yeah. so he can't buy the club. I guarantee you something's going to get fucked up again, There's, and it's not going to happen. 
there's no way in hell this deal gets done before the start of the next season. No. And the and whole it, reason, it, the whole reason the shit ended is because the Saudis pulled out. Mike yeah. Ashley, I think himself, like he always does every close season, has negotiations the entire transfer window so he doesn't have to pay for anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Selling the club. Why would I buy another player right now? Yep. Selling the club. Selling the club. Two days after the transfer window slammed shut, ah, deals off. Couldn't figure it out. Yeah, it would have been it would have been the week of September the twelfth because that's going to be the start of the season. So let's say September the fifth, the whole thing would have fell apart. The season would have started, and then I'll give him some credit. This last year, he spent a little money. He'll spend about. 30 million on a couple, two, three young, potentially talented players. Bring in a couple lone players, and right. that'll be that. And that would be it. That would be done. Um, where do you think this leaves Newcastle now? Where does this leave the team itself? Brucey's the manager. I mean, there ain't <laughs> no change. That's going to be Brucey. Purgatory is where I think it leaves them. Uh, they are not in the promised land. They are not in threat of being relegated because Bruce seems to have figured it out with that set of players. The, I honestly, the talent, the honestly talent's there think, to stay up. Yeah, I honestly think they don't have a lot of lone players currently. That was just a, a yeah. dig that I said. Right. Um, so because well, they actually made with um, Maximone and yeah. uh, and Joe Comma Linton, his government name, both uh, both of them were uh, were were decent signings. Now, obviously, Linton, you would have expected a little bit more um, results out of, but let's look at it. They he actually. Bought a couple of players, and the previous transfer window bought Almiron. So he spent money, a little money, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, their defense was pretty sorted, and they have a good goalkeeper, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. The the other thing about this is the Saudis apparently had a big plan to invest in the area. Also, that's what really the, is the kicker: the training facilities. There was a hotel supposed to be going in, a couple other things, retail development um, that the city of Newcastle, frankly, could use. And um, and that's also not not happening. Now, it, their sports washing their image, absolutely, hundred percent. Their music washing their image with Live Nation. Yep. They see, look at us. We do fun things. We're accepting of everything else while they do Sharia stuff back in while while they back did, in Saudi while they Arabia. Literally separate a, a journalist with you know a machete yeah. and separate his body. So. It's a difficult question again with the Newcastle supporters. You can't really blame them. They have no control over it. What are they? What are they? They literally have no control of it. What are they supposed to do? And I quote Mike Ashley. This is for the future. You see, if they would have reinvested in the city, they would have built nothing but a bunch of incels that would have ultimately terrorized our country and other countries around the world. You see, I'm a fucking savior. Allegedly. Time for the unveiling of our preseason's predictions. Wait, the greatest, the greatest word in the English language is allegedly. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. say, you can literally say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> allegedly, Alle- allegedly, <laughs> yeah, <I>. allegedly. <laughs> you know what? My, my, my cousin Kiki told me on the corner. He heard this. I'm just saying. I, I'm just allegedly I'm just saying what I heard. Allegedly, I'm not writing anything else down for show titles. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly is definitely yeah. it. Right. All right. So back in August of uh, President of Brazil fucks pigs. Yeah. Allegedly heard you say whatever you want. Well, he got the Rona. It's like <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like putting on your emergency blinkers. When we were kids, we always said that as long as you had your emergency flashes on, four lanes of traffic. Fuck it, make them right. <laughs> Doesn't matter as long as you have those emergencies on. All right. So uh, back in August of 2019, yes, a yeah, full a year, year ago, ago Sam. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Sam and I both wrote down our final standings, one through 20, how they thought they would finish. Top goal scorer, first manager fired, and the two FA Cup winners. Um, last year... Two with, domestic cup winners. Yes, the two domestic cup winners. There's only one FA Cup. Right, right, right. And I'm we sorry, I'm sorry. won it. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant to say domestic <laughs> cup. Yeah, got another one in. Yeah, but I already know what your FA Cup prediction winner was, so that's going to be kind of funny. <laughs> you talked about it last week, but don't want to bury the lead. Uh, kids, <laughs> a total of 25 choices, 25 possible points. I, last year, beat Samuel Graham 2-1. to one. <laughs> Yeah. All right, exactly so right. here it is. My prediction, Sammy. All right. I've got the table pulled up, and I've got my predictions right here as well. I'm going to tell you, Sam, I went very bold and brazen and was very, very, very wrong. Yeah. I already know I already know you're number one because you've talked about it all year, and that's not my number one because I just simply could not write that name in the one spot. All right. So I am going to read out the real table first. Got it. And then we will say what we picked in that place. Which will all be wrong. A number one, Liverpool Football Club, Champions of England. Uh -huh. 99 points, good season. Yep. You picked. Not a great season. No. A good not, season. Not a great season. No, great. a great season would have been 100 points. I picked Liverpool. Ah, very good. Guess what I didn't pick? Liverpool? I picked Man City to three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I am up storming. To a one no lead. <laughs> you could probably hold on to it, killer. I'm looking at the rest <laughs> of this list. I'm seeing a one nothing win here, kid. All right, number two in real life was Manchester City. Mm -hmm. You, sir? For some reason, I thought Pochettino had it all right. I thought they had picked up Rodri, which was, I mean, not Rodri, um, um, Dembele, right? The, yeah. the holding, yeah, yeah the holding, Dembele, yeah. Yeah, Dembele. And I thought, okay, you know what? This is it. This is the year. No, and Dombele. And Dombele. Thank you. Sorry, name assassin strikes I again. Well, I couldn't even think of the name. We well, were just wrong. It well, wasn't even mispronounced. It was well, incorrect. Well, it's a spur, <laughs> and you don't think about the spurs at all. No, so I allegedly. I, I can't expect you to help me out on that one. That's where I'm a man on an island, and I understand. <laughs> it's my own cross to bear. I pick spurs to come in second for no good fucking reason. Nice. I had... Manchester City, 2-0, 2-0. Melt, closing the game out here. See that? Oh, it's already over. I you, scored, you scored two in the first 10 minutes. The game is over. <laughs> All right. All right, third. Third is my phone locked, and I lost the table. Third, Manchester fucking United. Who would have fucking thought that at the start of the year? Didn't think that was a thing. Who'd I, you have? I my gave friend? him some credit, but not that much credit. I had Liverpool. I figured I figured Liverpool was gonna have a hangover from being that close that it just wouldn't that they'd figure out a way to fuck it up. And I thought that Spurs, because they were much like Liverpool, the Champions League runners up, that they would have a really great season. Shows you how right I am. All right, number four. I had Arsenal. <laughs> no, I had three. I had three was Arsenal for me. Oh, okay. Which is obviously dead wrong. No, quite dead wrong. Yep. Rose colored uh, rose colored glasses right there. Yep. Don't nope. worry, my 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 blue colored glasses will be coming up soon too. <laughs> number four, I ha uh, in real life, I'm sorry, was uh, the old Chelsky. Chelsky. You sir. I had your boys, Arsenal. I really thought Emery had the team tuned up. I I didn't believe that Ozil was going to be a part of it, but I thought there was enough pieces. And frankly, I thought the rest of the league was shit enough 
for you guys to right. finish in fourth. Yeah, I, I would have agreed with you. I think that's probably why I put us in third. I had the old Twatnam mm. finishing in fourth. Okay, so you figured they were still going to have a good season because yeah. they're a decent fucking club. Well, and everything Champions League finalists the season prior. Everything seemed to be working. They yep. fixed the one problem they needed to fix, which was a holding midfielder. It was like, they're going to be fine. Yep. Wrong. <laughs> All right, fifth in real life was the old Lake Chester City. Uh-huh. Lester. Lester. My friend. Yeah. My uh, friend. Hey, hey, as as uh, one Mr. Ted Lasso would call him, Leicester City. <laughs> yep. That's right. All right. Who'd you uh, who'd you have for fifth place? Uh, ooh, Manchester United. So I gave them a little credit, but I was dead wrong. Great minds think alike when they're wrong. Manchester United <laughs> in fifth place. <laughs> yeah. I figured they would do just well enough to not get to Champions League and piss off all their fucking fans. Absolutely. All right, numero Thank you very much, seis. Bruno Fernandes, for making you Champions League team. Otherwise, you would have been fifth. Yep. Number six. I, uh, in real life, I'm sorry, was uh, the old Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I had Wolves. <clears throat> okay. Very good. Very good. And they almost did it. <laughs> Hold on. One second here. Allow me to put on my blue colored glasses. <laughs> I had the old Everton because Marco <laughs> Silver had the train going right. And, and JPEG was going to be awesome as a holding midfielder until he got hurt Didn't right away. Feature for the club. <laughs> Played two fucking games. Um, yeah. And everything was going to be awesome. And then Son broke Gomez's leg and fuck. Fuck! It all went to shit. But we have Carlo, and I, I'm. It's all in the past. I don't even think about it do you, anymore. Do you ever see the Lego Movie? Uh, yes. Everything is awesome. Yes, that's exactly. How, everything that's, is awesome. That's how I felt. Like you. I literally just wrote that down Did for you? injury time music. <laughs> Everything is yeah, awesome. Right there in my notes. Yes. You know what? I don't and, mind knowing that that's coming. And by the way, Sam, if you wanted to check out Injury Time, how would one do you that? You could do that right on uh, very easily, actually, and for not a lot of money. It's www.patreon.com backslash DU football show for loads of extras. Uh, there's three different tiers you can sign up to, each of which gets you something special. So check that out. Uh, once again, www.patreon.com backslash DU football show. I give him the perfect set. He spikes it down. It is gorgeous. All right. One thing I'm good at is advert reads. <laughs> exactly. So uh, allegedly, seventh place. <laughs> seventh place, Sammy. Who'd you have? Oh, seventh place. Who, was, who really finished? That was seventh. the wolves. Seventh place was a toughie. Wolves finished there in real life. Yes, Melissa. Well done. I had uh, the old Everton. Ah, very good. So you had faith in Everton as well. You thought they were going to see some Europe. Yep. Or Nazi Europe because you won the FA Cup and not allegedly. This is factual. <laughs> Everton are shit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> We're not that shit. <laughs> Everything is awesome. The day hey. after Gomez got fucked. <laughs> Everything is awesome. We, get, we have we have Don Carlo and we got to the one side of him. Big fucking dunk. Do I need to get my fucking armband on? I'm and waiting. And eventually we're going to have fucking Leighton on the other side and the world's going to be a beautiful place and we're going to win the fucking league. I'm waiting to, for the day that somebody pisses Big Dunk off enough that he rips off them sharp-ass eyebrows from Ancelotti's face, straps them on his knuckles, and just starts beating somebody. <laughs> That'll kill a motherfucker right there. <laughs> Damn straight. All right, so seventh place, I had Chelsea. I figured the inexperience of the manager and the mix of youth with the a very aging team I thought they would be good, but I thought they'd be very much like they were this season, a seesaw, up and down. Yep. They're, fortunately for them, the rest of the league was just shit enough for them to do well. I mean, it, 
taking nothing away from what Lampard did with this team. I, yeah, I, I, pieces, that's, that's the, a little harsh. That's a little unfair. The pieces should not have been there for them to be a top four side. Mm-mm. You know it, it, that it, I agree with. You you talk to you, if you would have talked to Chelsea fans at the start of the year, they'd been like, "Look, we finish in the top ten. Maybe we we make a nice little run in a cup." we're this season, we're not allowed to buy anybody. We we're playing for next season. We need to see what the kids well, remember, can do. They actually, we to, <clears throat> they were allowed to buy people in January and chose and, not to and chose not to. Yeah. Well, because frankly they were doing great without them. So why did you need to fix any problems? Right? So I, I just, for, for them, it's not, it's not to be harsh in the regards of, I thought they were crap. I just figured there was going to be so much inconsistency because they're young. This was yeah. going to be one of those slip back. Years okay. That them. that's fair. You said that a little bit better. This yeah, time. I, I'm terribly sorry. So can uh, I toss out a quick conspiracy theory? Sure. Go ahead. Chelsea football club. That wasn't quick, by the way. You were allowed really to, <laughs> excuse me. Vape went down the wrong hole. Chelsea were allowed to sign players in January and didn't. Mm-hmm. Right, Russia borders China. Abramovich obviously has contacts in low places. Deep state, you need to call Alex Jones right now. Let him know Chelsea's directly involved in the spread of fucking COVID. Yes, absolutely, positively, hundred percent. I hear it all, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. He knew something the rest of us didn't. All right. That's all um, I'm saying. So far, so far, for all the color commentary we're doing, you're up two to nothing. So. Let's go ahead and keep this train right, rolling. Let's eighth get place. All right, eighth place. I had Chelsea for pretty much the same reason, but I would have said it nicer. But it finished. Your hearts and mine mm-hmm. swelled during your FA Cup winners in real life. Arsenal Football Club finished in eighth place. Heard. Um, you said you had Chelsea. I had Leicester. Mm, gotcha. I figured Leicester, I, I figured Leicester was a good club, and I figured Leicester would be in the hunt for Europe. And... I wouldn't have been surprised if Leicester was ahead of Everton or behind Everton, but and ultimately they ended up in fifth place and ended up in Europe. It's exactly what you I, would have expected from honestly, this club. I thought losing Harry Maguire was going to be a much bigger deal to them. I didn't know about Sion Chu waiting in the wings. I've got a lot more faith in this team going into next season so do than I, I did than Absolutely. I did this past season. 100%. All right, so uh, ninth place. Number nine was Sheffield fucking United, mate. Blades. That was strange. I had uh, the old Watford. <clears throat> Second thing on this list that I am perfectly okay being wrong about. <laughs> <laughs> I had Wolves. I figured Wolves were going to have a major slip because of Europa, because every single seventh place team that qualifies for Europa the next year has a monster struggle in the league because they have to start playing in basically late July. Yep. And and they are they're a team that plays on such a shoestring lineup. Like they I mean for the most part really they really don't like to use over about 15 players. That's pretty much their team. They really they right. really don't play for a long season or a lot of competitions. They have their guys and that's who they work with. Absolutely. That that's how Espirito rolls. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, 10th place. Who finished in 10th? We already know the answer to this question. The example of mediocrity. Burnley Football Club. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I had Leicester actually finishing in 10th. I thought losing, again, I I said it before, I thought losing Harry Maguire was going to be much more of a big deal. But Siunchu, (laughs) until he decided to fucking just annihilate Colin Wilson whilst standing in the net. Yeah. 
after a goal was scored. This team um, would have been a Champions League team if he was still I there, think probably. That's, I think that's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, but until he was steady Eddie all season, until mm-hmm. that one bl- uh, uh, rush of blood to the head. And and Evans just proving he can play with anybody. He played great yeah. with Maguire. He played great with Sunyuchu. You know, ends up, ends up being one of those veteran players or a player that didn't necessarily work out at the big club, but goes to the small club and thrives. And that's exactly what Johnny Evans has done. Yep. Um, I had West Ham. I figured the the squad was good. Pellegrini had them clicking the right way. They had a good finish last year. I just assumed the team was only going to get better, and it didn't. It went bad. Yeah. And they are lucky. To stay up. Lucky to yep. stay up. I mean, they, and <clears throat> I hate to say now, like hindsight, the club's probably in a better place with fucking Moyes. I'm with you. You know, it's kind of crazy, but I really think they're in a better place with Moyes and what they're doing with the club now. Yeah, he started to shape. He started to actually shape the team um, in those last few few games there. Right. Uh, Mikel or uh, Antonio. A perfect Moyes player, not super skillful, works to death for the team, just gets on with it and gets things done. And uh, and and they seem to figure it out. And I think this is a turning point for that club that they can then build on it and finish in a very mediocre 10th next season. And that's going <laughs> to be the problem for them, unfortunately, because that's not going to be good enough for the fans. Because remember, of when course. they had Big Sam coaching the team, they were finishing between... Eighth and tenth place, and I think they even had their best finish in the last ten years with Big Sam. And they all went, "No, no, no, we're not playing pretty enough football." Fucking fire him! And then it all went to shit, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Which is kind of funny. Um, all right, eleventh place. The eleventh place football team in England this year was Southampton Football Club. Exactly, and we've said it at nauseum. Very surprised that a 9-0 loss was the catalyst to turn it around and actually do some shit. Yeah, precisely. I had in 11th place um, to do West Ham. Okay, I had Burnley. I was wrong. So, so far, we are past the halfway point, and... Uh, I'm 2-0. You're 2-0 is, yeah. <laughs> is the current score, because we get shit right here. That's it. I, I had Burnley. Uh, you were almost right. Yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ninth through 11th is pretty much meh. And like we said about uh, about Southampton, they had a roaring finish, which is exactly what like teams like Everton Football Club used to do every single season. <laughs> yeah. Southampton fans, it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Just be warned of that. That's right. It means Hopefully they can keep hold. Fuck off. Hopefully they can keep hold of Danny Ings. Or else they're if definitely not, going they down. Are All right, 12th place. Who 12th place 12th? was... Everton Football Club. Absolutely. Uh, I had the old Burnley. I had Brighton. All right. I expected an uptick. I figured Graham Potter was going to get a little more offense out of them, which he did. And ultimately, they proved to be safe, you know, and they were safe fairly quickly as well. But I expected a little more out of them. Yeah, I, I would have also. But they continued in spectacular Brighton fashion, not winning a single game for the calendar year. Until they played my Arsenal. <laughs> Until after COVID, yeah. they needed a na- they needed an international pandemic to finally win a game in the calendar year, and it happened against my boys, which is the most Arsenal thing ever. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> which you 
lost to them before in that kind of fashion too. Uh-huh. The, the, the season yeah, before. no, that happened. Yep. All right, thirteenth place. Who did you have? Thirteenth place. Um, I had Bournemouth. Okay, very good. Dead wrong. Who was in thirteenth place? Uh, the real thirteenth place team was Newcastle United. Ah, how about that shit? I yep. gave them no credit. No, nor did I. Trust me, yep. nor did I. I expected it to all implode miraculously or amazingly. Yes. And uh, yeah, no, 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 very wrong. I uh, I had Watford, but I had this as the. I was going to actually say, Sam, at this point, if this would have been dead on, I would have said. This is the beginning of the end for Watford. I just didn't know I was a season behind the beginning of the end of Watford. Right. I was going to I was going to say 13th place, beginning of the end of Watford, mark my words, Watford goes down next season, except for they went down this season. All right, any anyway, go ahead. <laughs> 14th place. All right, 14th place, Crystal Palace. I had Norwich yeah, Norwich. Okay, I had I had Villa. I had I had another one of the newly promoted sides. I was fairly confident that Villa would, knowing that they had finally gotten up to the Premier League, would understand the importance of staying there and and while not doing particularly well, would comfortably be safe. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. That I, same thinking. And uh, for fifteenth here, I had uh, in real life. I'm sorry, was Brighton. I had Villa, the exact same thought process. I had Southampton because uh, I figured mm, Southampton really isn't that great. They really have depleted their farm, you know, their their youth academy because they've pretty much sold everybody to Liverpool over the past five years. <laughs> and that they were just, that, that the well was running dry is what I thought. Although I did expect more from South with Southampton. I expected more from Che Adams. I thought he was going to be a 10-goal scorer. I think that... The price tag and his age played a big factor in all of that. I okay. think he felt the weight fully on his shoulders. What was he, 40 million, 45 million? Yeah, he was expensive. I think that he he felt the full weight of that price tag and just let it get to his head. Not get to his head in an ego way. Get mm-hmm. to his head in a, I really need to perform. I really need to perform. And then tried too hard and yeah. couldn't perform. I I'm I'm thinking for Southampton next kind season. Kind of like one of our friends when he drinks a lot of whiskey. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> going in, ah. going in soft, ah. Ah. <laughs> Old Mikey Rogers strikes again. <laughs> um, the 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 thing with Southampton is I I feel like they're going to probably keep Ings because there's really no need to for for Ings to move on to any place else. He's in a comfortable place. He's scoring goals and he's playing like crazy. And the, the the profiles on him, right? Like England, Southgate is very aware of him. Well, there, there's the thing. Him, if it was, yeah, if it was any other manager of England, I'd be nervous for him. Uh, same way, I'd yeah. be nervous for Vardy. Right. But Vardy obviously has since retired from international football. Uh, but Gareth uh, has sought fit to call him up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the manager just prior to Gareth, who I don't remember who it was for whatever reason. Uh, Roy Allardyce. Hodgson. Allardyce. Well, for a game. Yeah. <laughs> And Remember? then it went, and then it went right to Southgate after after Allardyce. Um, so maybe Hodgson, Roy Hodgson was the manager when they lost to Iceland, right? Yes, at the Euros. Mm-hmm. They, um, I think Vardy was in that squad, wasn't he? Yes. Luckily, there's been managers that are looking at strikers, in particular, mm-hmm. uh, but even defenders with Tyrone Mings under Southgate, that are quote unquote at unfashionable clubs. Right? You would only get 
Manchester United players, Liverpool players, the odd chance that there was an Englishman in the Arsenal team, Theo Walcott or Oxley chamberlain back in the day, they would get a call up, right? Where you were only getting them from the top six, seven clubs at the most. Mm-hmm. They're starting to look at the best performers on the shite teams as well. Not shite, that's rude. Um, the unfashionable teams, I think that's the best way to say it. And uh, and so I think, honestly, I think he should stay at Southampton. Yeah. Personally. And, and just continue to do his thing, and he should be in the conversation for the Euros next summer. Excellent. So um, 16th place, and I blame myself because I started speculating as well. Let's not speculate anymore because we're already damn near close to an hour. Got and it. We still have a fuck ton of uh, speculation time to still go over as two with the uh, current signing. So 16th, who finished in 16th uh, place? West Ham actually finished in 16th. I had Brighton. I had Bournemouth. <laughs> and we also, suck. And also, I was going to say with Bournemouth, also, they've been figured out. This is the beginning of the end. I honestly, without even knowing who was getting promoted, I felt like Watford and Bournemouth were going down in the 2021 season. Yeah. I, unfortunately, it was the 2019-2020 season that they both went down. All right. 17th yep. place. 17th place in real life. You're welcome. <coughs> Mel was Aston Villa. Yep. By way of Arsenal Football Club. Popping bottles still. <laughs> Well, one one might also say thank you VAR and thank you uh, Gold Line Technology. Yeah, uh, I got to say the boys got me um, a, a coffee mug that says Producer Mel on it. Eat, sleep, drink. Aston Villa Football Club. Uh, had we gone regulated and you gave this to me, I probably would have thrown it against the wall. Heard. So, Very good. Good timing on it. Regulated again, not relegated. <laughs> you're relegated when you're regulated, so it's fine. And you're hitting the it's mute button. All fine. <laughs> and, you're, and you're relegated to the mute Allegedly. button. <laughs> all uh, right. So yep. um I had Palace and I was gonna say they're just lucky that the teams below them are shit enough. Yeah. All right. Um so who did you have for 17th? You I had, had Sheffield United. Okay, very good. So you had them surviving. So you had two teams surviving from uh from No, the, I had all three. Oh, you had all three. I had That's all right. Three you had all three yeah. Okay, very good. All right. 18th, 18th place. place in real life was the old Bournemouth. Uh, uh-huh. Last team to go down. Yep. On the final day. On the final day. I had Crystal Palace. I had Norwich. <laughs> oh, at least you got a relegation. Not correct, but at least you picked one relegation team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so still down two now. All right. 19th place. 19th place in real life was the old Watford. I had Southampton. I had Sheffield. Nice. I still am pissed off about the airplane gesture made by their fans. It sounds like we both had the same play team in 20th place. 20th place in real life was just an abysmal showing. Mm-hmm. Five wins, six draws, 27 losses, and a massive minus 49 goal differential. <laughs> Hey, Thanks but, for coming out. But Timu Puki scored 40 goals in the fucking uh, championship. Yeah. Norwich City, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> and we both had in Newcastle, 3-2-1 <laughs> Newcastle United, United. <laughs> in 20th place. Uh, I'm just sorry, given Alan. Steve Bruce's track record, honestly. Sorry, was my Alan. Thing. Sorry, Keith. I, I just, uh, everything was aligning that it was going to be horrible. And we didn't know who uh, St. Maximone was before the season. And Fortunately, you had a bunch of players that just said, fuck this twat 
on the bench. Fuck the twat in the fucking owner's box. We're going to fucking do it for ourselves. And congratulations to you. And despite all the bullshit that's going on with the, uh, with the current takeover and everything, I still think they're going to be a safe club. I don't think any of this is going to affect them. And I don't see any of those players looking to be sold right now. And I don't see any reason why Ashley needs to sell any of them. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So top scorer. Who was our top scorer? Jamie Vardy uh, oh. finished the season as top scorer. Excuse me. Um, call Jamie him by, fucking Vardy. I was going to say, call him by his God-given name Sorry. for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny Ings in second by a goal and then a bombing a goal behind him. Yep. Um, I had Homer. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I, which is a very fair uh, bet. Loss. <laughs> um, Zero points. <laughs> I had Raheem Sterling. Uh, he ended up in fourth, and yeah, he charged on late. I just figured with uh, Aguero not always being able to play That's and not Jesus a bad shot. being very yeah. inconsistent, I really thought that that was going to be his run. Uh, first manager. Well, and, and he did step up. I mean, he yeah. scored. That's a lot for him. First manager fired. That was Oof. Garcia from Watford, right? It was Javi Gracia. Yeah, Gracia, yep. sorry. From, I know uh, we always do that. Yeah. We, we did that Gracia all season. Javi from, Gracia uh, from, from Watford. Watford. Yep, was Who the first did you have sack? to be the first one fired? I had uh, uh, Roy the Boy, Hudson. Great minds think alike when they're completely wrong. I had Roy the Boy, too. That's <laughs> exactly who I had. Getting That's to- a, another X for, for the Sams. <laughs> all right, so League Cup, who did you have? Oh, League Cup winner, Manchester City. <laughs> oh, three nothing. Yes, sir. A ninety minute late fucking extra <laughs> yes, add on time goal. Yes, uh, this is I've what been, David Silva should have gotten in his final game. Because I've been pushing, <laughs> I've been pushing, and so you get that little counter attack for the that's, final goal. That's right. Allow me to put on the ro- the uh, the blue colored glasses. <laughs> And leave them on for the next two answers. Not the sky blue colored glasses. I had the old old Everton Football Club <laughs> win win in the League Cup because because uh, newsflash the FA Cup I picked them to win too because I just figured fuck they're gonna win one of them we're gonna finally win a fucking trophy in silver we trust everything is awesome <laughs> everything is awesome the whole world is ending around you. <laughs> That's how I feel like I've been walking through 2020 just it, in general. It's the dog It's the dog meme in the burning house. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting at the table. Just, ah, it's awesome. <laughs> Everything's great. Yeah, we're we're um, winning the cup this year. I think allegedly is out. Oh, everything is awesome? Everything is awesome. Nah, I think allegedly is <laughs> up there. I think allegedly is up there. So uh, your League Cup winner and your FA Cup winner, Sam. My League Cup was correct in Manchester City. All like right. I said, the and FA Cup winner, ironically. Say, say it. Say it. Say it. I have never been more happy to be wrong. Say it. I picked Chelsea to win the FA Cup. As he covers himself in glory. <laughs> As I, uh, somebody shared a meme on the DUFC page, which is where you find all the good shit. Yeah. Uh, of course. It was could, Taylor. It was Taylor who did the, uh, the, the South Park yes. jizz all over the room. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find, uh, all of that by liking at the football show on Facebook, and you will get an invite to the uh, Drunken United Football Club page uh, where we talk all our shit. Heard. All right. Well, Sam, you won three nothing. You're now up. If we're going to go ahead and aggregate this, you're up four to two aggregate over two seasons. I, I look very forward to uh, next season where we will get everything fucking wrong again. And literally, as you're just sucking on your jewel. Fucking it's not a jewel. I'm not a bro. <laughs> I 
I did need some nicotine, though. Um, yes, uh, we are aggregating because it's fun, and why not? Yep. Uh, this is also so four if you, two. You want to do the best two out of three? This is the rubber uh, for the uh, not a dead rubber. This is the rubber game uh, season, if you will. Grab a white claw and suck on your jewel, <laughs> jewel bro, dog. Time to show you what little we all know. It's speculation time. No more predictions. We're all done doing that. I'm better than you. The world is a happy place. But Sammy, the silly season is upon us. Silly season is upon us. And we're going to speculate a little bit now since there's no more predictions to make. We're just going to speculate a little. And Mr. Graham has an excellent analogy for the press and the silly season and how they handle it. Mr. Graham, refresh all of our memories. Sure. Allegedly, the Daily Mail is known for this, but there's two dartboards <laughs> in the press room. Uh, one has loads of players on it. The other one has loads of clubs on it. And if they're a bit starved for news, quote-unquote news, <laughs> they just close their eyes, take a dart, wing it at one of the boards, and then do the same thing for the other one. And all of a sudden, you get Leo Messi going to Atalanta <laughs> uh, in Italy. <laughs> For I, no fucking reason other than some journalist needed to pay for his lunch that day and uh, had to get an article into the paper. So it's two individual darts. I would have thought, you know, England being, oh, a, being a dart-throwing community would have taken two in one hand and just... And just whoop. splashed them. Yeah. <laughs> Could See be. what happens. Could be. You never know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Leo Messi's going to Edison Cavani. That could also happen. Who knows? So <laughs> what we're going to do is the... Summer rolls on. We're going to actually take a look at what the real signings were, and then we're going to talk about the bullshit that everybody is speculating on that's completely wrong 90% of the time. Yes, and um, just saying that that portion of our show uh, has been cut short this week because the Newcastle takeover failed. So <laughs> all of the Philip Coutinho, Mauricio Pochettino, all of those things fucked me this last week because the Saudis took out, and no, everyone knows Mike Ash is not going to buy anything, so his photo is not fucking hanging up on the dartboard, and no one's now linking anyone to Newcastle. So what you're telling me is all the players in the footballing world are now not all going to Newcastle. Correct. I have nothing funny to talk about now, so that portion of the show this week is dead. Well, hey, at least you've got every single player that's ever played for Carlo Ancelotti is being linked to Everton. So at least well, you got yeah, that going all right, for you. Yeah, fair enough. There you go. Let's talk in reality. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brighton Hove Albion make a couple of veteran signings with midfielder uh, Adam Lalana and uh, defender from Ajax, uh, Joel Veltman, who can also play center back and uh, right back. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good for him. Um, Bruno... I think that was actually a position they may need to address. Uh, Bruno, who was such a stalwart for them on the right-hand side. Yeah, two um, seasons ago. Right. It was 39 or whatever he was at that point. Uh, At least looked at every part of it. Uh, So uh, that should be a good signing for them. I'm not familiar with the player. but Could it be a foreshadowing to the loss of Dunk? As well, because you also have Dunk, Webster, and Duffy. You have to figure Dunk's the valuable asset that they're probably going to sell Dunk, and then this guy can then be number three for Duffy and Webster as well. Absolutely. And, and, and Adam Lallana just adds some experience. And he can play anywhere in the midfield. Yep. He's the Aaron Moy you got a loan for, but you got him on the cheap. Absolutely. And you can also um, play him as a false nine if necessary. If yep. absolutely necessary in a, in, a, in a bad way, 
He can play a false nine. You can throw him up top if you had to. Mm-hmm. Like he could do a job if you yep. really needed to. You've got enough people up there who can do it, but especially yeah, with very your- versatile. And in, in Grand Potter's system, Adam Milan is gonna gonna fit right in. The pro- the only question is, can he stay fit? It's it's That's the it. it's the Gareth Barry bit. You know, yeah, 100%. play for a big club, come to come come to a mid table club and thrive because yeah, you add value to the test. Absolutely, to the it's just side. Adam Lallana doesn't have the fitness of Gareth Barry, which is the very, problem. Very yeah. true. Chelsea with the huge splash of offense and just shot their glory every covered their glory everywhere with all, all over. Yeah, with uh, Timo Werner and uh, Hakim Zayek from. Uh, Dortmund and Ajax, respectively. Yes. We remember Zayek as the player that scored against Tottenham mm-hmm. in the uh, semifinals at White Hart Lane. Played his ass off that game. Is excellent. Fantastic signings for them, I think. Creates all sorts of conundrums and competition for places between still kind of don't know if William's going to sign. He's shopping himself around. <laughs> there is an offer from Chelsea on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have Pulisic. You have Hudson-Odoi. You have Mason Mount that can play on the wings if necessary. You have all these players there, all young. You bring in a little bit of experience, and now suddenly there's competition for places. They all have to raise their game to be in the team. That's a good a good thing. Timo Werner can also play on the left-hand side. Good problem to have. Very yeah, good problem absolutely. to have. And also, you might be thinking, maybe Chelsea just shopped and sold Abraham a la like they did with uh, Lukaku. Could be. You know, very easily. Could be. Uh, Palace add a little bit of youth and depth to their defense with uh, a former West Brom player who plays out on the outside, uh, Nathan Ferguson. Uh, Do you know if he's a left back or a right back? Right back. Okay, uh, Aspilicueta is getting up there in age. No, no, so. no, not Chelsea. This is Crystal Palace. I said Palace added. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I, if only there were these notes that were written. It's what down happens when I read, said, motherfucker. I you know, combine two sentences. Heard <laughs> very well done. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Crystal Palace need help. Well, they never replaced Juan Basaka, uh, and honestly, they just struggled on their wingbacks. Yep, Van Arnholt has not been holding up his end of the bargain like he did the season before, and. Um, and at right back, they never replaced Juan Basaka. So they are actually hurting in both of those positions at the moment. Producer Mel cracking her second beer already. A little Go early for town. that, isn't it? A little early. Yeah, that's for not that. an invite. That's not a fucking <laughs> invite. <laughs> Started reaching for the unmute button. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not a fucking invite. Uh, this signing for Everton was actually done before. Uh, while the season was still going and before Leighton Baines wait to hear you say this name. Leighton Baines had uh decided to <laughs> retire, but uh they hire they they now have their they, back uh, they hired. hired. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of this little kid showing up in a suit in a suit, nineteen years old, and Carlo Ancelotti sitting across from him was like, What's your family life like? <laughs> um but they have got their Backup left back with uh, the former Marseille uh, player. It is Niles Nkunku. Thank you very much. I nailed it. I think it's Nkunku. Nkunku. <laughs> Nkunku. Thank you. Uh, but they. But <laughs> yeah. Thank you. They have a. They have a left back. There's it, another N in the there that you missed. That's all right. Good. Good. Leighton yeah. Baines retired. You need somebody. I I mean, I don't know anything about this player whatsoever. I but you, you played need, a little bit with Marseille, wasn't yeah. getting much playing time. You know yeah, what? You, you need young, a you need a backup to Luca Digne. Might as well be a young French kid Absolutely. to play behind him. Why not? And they speak language the, barrier 
everything's it's solved. Taken care of. Yep. And Digne can bring him along. Um, he's young. He's not going to expect a lot of game time, especially with Digne being a, the number one left back for France yeah. uh, at the moment. And, so. and this kid also has to look at it going, you know what? Luca Digne is at Everton a season or two longer before he gets signed to a huge fucking club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, so there, there's my, speculation. My job, I'm 19 years old. This job's waiting for me. There's speculation linking Digne with Barcelona at some point. Yeah, going back. Right, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, Leeds secure a couple of their uh, last season loans on permanent deals to help them uh, to the promotion. And that would be Helder Costa from... Uh, He's got to be 100 years old, Helder Costa. He's yeah. been around a long time. From Wolves. And uh, Ilan uh, Melzer, who was the French keeper, who was their backup keeper this past season. Yeah, it just... Um, they're going to need more yeah. than this. Oh, of course. But leads. you. But what you do, smart move by them, immediately lock up the loans that you wanted to fucking keep No, uh, Yeah, absolutely. Get your get your build uh, business done early, as, as they say. Well, and a lot of this, too, is a lot of loan signings here as well. And in the feel-good signing of the summer, Igalo gets signed to a permanent with Manchester United, yeah, which that's, everybody's rooting for that one. Fan of the club. Helder Cost is only 26. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I feel like he's been around forever. He was born in 1994. You can't be serious. He's younger than you, Sam. I know. He's by by you. some distance. <laughs> Eight years. Feeling old, fucker? A little bit. I feel like he's been around forever. So as much as we all collectively hate Manchester United, you you can't help but feel good about nah, this signing. It's, it, it's like somebody somebody signing. signing for the boyhood club. Turning out and, and and scoring a goal for the boy, you saw it when, when he, he scored came his in first on a goal. Loan, yeah. You could tell how much joy there was for him to be there. He'll do a job. He he's, was in China just raking it in. Rem- remember, he knows, he knows he's a third string guy. He knows he's the third guy off the bench. He when he gets called on, he needs to perform, and he's gonna play his fucking heart out for the badge because he loves the fucking. He badge. took he took a pay cut. Number one. Yep. Right. So the 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 best thing I can liken it to is Carlos Tevez. He went and got sold to a Chinese club f- and making 600,000 pound a week. Fuck off. Yeah. At 33 or 34, whatever he was at the time. He went there for a year. Well, he went there for six months. He was contracted for a year. They paid him for a year. He went back to Argentina, played for one of his boyhood clubs um, in Boca Juniors, went back to Boca Juniors. Uh, I think it was. It may have been River Plate. Allegedly. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. Right. Uh, and also, and then playing charity matches at um at prisons. Aw. <laughs> it just doing what you love, man. Yeah. Just playing football, doing <laughs> so what you it, love. It's a it's a nice you know it's a nice story. I I like seeing it. You can see his passion every time he takes a field. So uh, Mike Ashley took about five pence out of his 17 million and uh, have gone ahead and done some business, bringing on boyhood fan of the club, uh, Rangers backup goalkeeper, Mark uh, Gillespie, and to have him battle up for the backup keeper job at Newcastle. No offense to Mark Gillespie himself. I don't know the guy. I I, I don't know um, a ton about Scottish football. What I do know about Scottish football is I could probably also be the backup goalkeeper for Rangers football club. My 400-pound ass could be the backup goalkeeper <laughs> at the Scottish. Yeah, but I, you actually I could be were... the starter at Fort William. I could totally be a starter at Fort William. You know what? I could be a starter at Keith for fuck's sake. Goddamn right. <laughs> Keith Football Club. Fuck we got in the mighty Keith. I still have to figure out a way to get up to Keith. Heard. You, uh, the, the Rangers, though, 
Mm. You are a goalkeeper. Right. I'm not a goalkeeper, and I could be the backup goalkeeper at Rangers Football Club. (laughs) Um, Celtics better. Blades also do some work for goalkeeper as well. Not sure that they're going to hold on to Dean Henderson on another loan or not. Uh, They went ahead and signed uh, Wes uh, Fodderingham, a 29-year-old that's bounced around amongst uh, the championship for quite a while. Uh, Been a regular starter, so probably solid backup. Somebody, if you need in a pinch, know how to do a job. Hopefully he's not fodder nor ham. Yeah, heard. Finally, the the big one. Mel, <laughs> it's good. Nothing. She's that's way good. too focused. That's good writing. That is. <laughs> I was told to hit the mute button. <laughs> yeah, the mute button that is now a staticky mic. When he doesn't give me the reaction I want, I turn to you. So yeah. I need you to pay attention. <laughs> Gotta realize she's not gonna be paying attention. And finally, uh, a big signing. Uh, West Ham get uh, Thomas Suchek locked up on a permanent deal. After that, those what was it? Two own goals. Yeah. At like right after restart, been a rock star. But it fucking scored three or four from defensive midfield. Uh huh. That it took the old page out of Lampard's book. You don't uh, from back in the day. The late arriving midfielder crashing at the top of the box. You don't have to worry about uh, Noble anymore. Now Noble can just retire. Yeah, finally, God, you know. <laughs> He's and one of those, I feel like he's kind of being held hostage. If they hold on to Declan Rice, him and Declan Rice will be a great holding midfield. Chelsea is linked with Declan Rice. Very true. All right. Well, I that, think it's $62 million. Well, that wraps up silly season. There it is. If you're new to the show, we uh, typically like to talk about our uh, broke dick indoor soccer team, Drunkard United at this point. But, yes. Uh, COVID happened, and... None eh. of us really feel comfortable coming back, um, to be honest. They've played a couple times. I have not. um, And I think we're going to end up taking the rest of the season off, to be honest with you. Yeah, so once we kind of get back to normal, we'll start talking about that a little bit more. But one of the beauties of the... Well, I mean, I guess silver linings of COVID would be the newfound love for the Belarusian Premier League, Samuel Graham. Mm -hmm. And our love of all teams... With Pegasus Crests, the mighty FK Slutsk. Riding the Slutsk train. Hell yes, we are. So hard to say. And by the way, close personal friends with uh, left back and uh, current player of FK Slutsk. Hi, everybody. I'm Vitaly Trubilla from. Exactly, Vitaly Trubilla. Look at producer Mel producing some magic right there. I hope he wasn't hurt. This last weekend, he was not in the team. Uh, he pretty much plays every other every other game. Well, the week before, he was in the team of the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the so. Belarusian team of the week is reported by, I think it was ESPN. I might be mm-hmm. wrong. So, unfortunately, uh, this week did not go so well. They did lose to the top of the table side, uh, which is uh, Shakhtar uh, Siligrosk, uh, who is currently just rolling through the fucking league. Uh, they lost 2-0. Got scored on midway through the first half and r- midway through the second. They they gave it all they had. There's really not much they could do. Now, the good news is, is they are currently sitting 12th out of 16 teams, and they are a full eight points about, above the bottom club. And the if they send out, I don't know how their relegation battle works, but that would be 12th, 11th, 10th, right? No, I'm sorry, 16th. So 16th, 15th, 14th. They're three points ahead of 14th as well. So they're a full game ahead of how many games do we have left in the league? You um, said? not that many. I think they're getting close to being done. It'll be right around the middle of, um, like September, October and when they finish up. That's 
Oh, it's yeah, you're right. It's Belarus. It's yeah. northern eastern Europe. So they yeah. they do play over the summer. Right. The minute the minute October hits, they're done because snow. Yeah. Lots because and lots, snow. <laughs> lots yeah. and lots of snow. Yep. Because snow. It's a lot like Buffalo in that part of the world, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Except for unlike the United States national team against Costa Rica, they don't play in the snow. Right. They they do though have <laughs> lakes there like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And you know who likes to fish? Vitaly. <laughs> exactly. Talking they, about football, not so much. Fishing? Can't oh, shut him up. Yeah. <laughs> we we definitely got to, we got we have to talk to him again very soon. Oh, hundred percent. All right. Well, that about wraps it up, Sam. Uh, do you have any parting words? Um, I do have some parting words, real quick. Sorry this took so goddamn long, but there was a lot to go through. Um, and I think, uh, based on most of the social media posts, that you all like to take the piss out of both of us. So we decided to take the piss out of ourselves with our fucking terrible predictions for the season. Uh, and even though we're about an hour and 42 minutes in at this point, I think that you all will enjoy this. Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As Mel held up the, the time cards, same thing. Meteors are falling. The world's on fire. Doesn't matter. Murder hornets. Don't care. Everything is awesome. That's right. And we God. just kept fucking trucking. We're in the hurricane COVID bubble. That's it. Very good. We are the Joe Dirt of podcasts. Ex just keep on keeping on. Thank you very much. <laughs> and thank you for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, next up is Injury Time, uh, another show where we will discuss the beers we're drinking, Tuesday's championship promotion, and fuck all else. Sammy, how do people check out our Patreon? www.patreon.com backslash du football show. And at some point, I will have an Instagram model to put a picture to that website. Excellent. For no reason. Just because. That's how they sell jeans. I Woman showering, jeans draped over the toilet. Sam, Levi's I, was, commercial. I was there for your yard sale this weekend. There is a bevy of attractive women that live in your neighborhood. Yes, sir. I'm sure you can get one of them to uh, advertise our Patreon. I will figure it out. Exactly. I like where you're thinking there, killer. I like the way you're thinking. Uh, I'm an advertising mogul, my friend. Next week, we are taking a well-deserved week off. We are. Yes, absolutely. About damn time. I likened this to a heroin addict relapsing. Yes. Remember? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, and I just need a break, mate. <laughs> just need a break. Just a week off. Just I'm one so week. Fucking hell. Um, have we missed a show since we started this thing? Nope. Not so a that one. is 104 episodes at least. Yeah, because even even um, when my father-in-law passed last year, we had our lovely bevy of co-hosts yeah. that we like to use in rotation when we're on vacation. Yeah, we kept doing shows. Things happen. When I've been um, out of town, we've done shows. When yeah, you've been out of town, we've done shows. When that this happened. when we did the Zoom show. Yeah. When that happened, they all stepped up and took care of those three weeks that I was unavailable. Yeah. Um, we worked through Sam's mom dying. Yeah. We never yeah. missed a show. Yeah. So we're actually going to finally take a week off because... My unemployed ass deserves the day off. Yeah, I can't take it. My liver can't take it. I can't take <laughs> it. I'm over it. We, <laughs> but the good, news, the good news is when we get back, we will have plenty to talk about. We will have the Champions League to yep. talk about. We will have the, the Europa League. Yep. We will um, also have the Silly Season, of course. Uh, absolutely. And after Tuesday, today, if you're listening right now, when we release the podcast, we will have the third and final team to introduce to the Premier League. That we will go over and hopefully have a guest for. 
That's what we're hoping for. I've already reached out to West Brom. Let's see if that happens. We already know who's doing Leeds and Fulham and Brentford. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. Yeah, the Leeds, it's easy to find two cunts for Leeds. Yeah, very easy. (laughs) Until two weeks from now. Good night, everyone. Sam Graham, hey! Sam Graham! Don't you get that?